Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. criticize the sun's journalists for their behavior just think about the impact that criticism will have on their mental health hashtag be kind you bastards i'm harriet langley swindon and this is non-censored Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined, as ever, by my producer, Martin. And what a show we have this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. We spoke to former Prime Minister Liz Truss about, well, uh, whether she was ever Prime Minister. Uh, we spoke to Nadine Dorries about her new book, and Ishan Akbar gave his views on the Hugh Edwards story. But before we get going, we do need to issue a clarification. Here at Noncensored, we are very proud of our journalism, which has such an important part to play in a functioning democracy. We shine a light on the dark corners of national life and bring you important stories that you need to know. But we are also very aware of our responsibilities as journalists to do no harm and it has come to our attention that some of you seem to think that just because we ran a story under the headline Pervy Nonce going to be banged and the slammer says ex-top cop, we were somehow alleging that some kind of criminal behaviour had taken place. Nothing could be further from the truth. We were just bringing you the important news that a man had texted someone and that a former commissioner of the Metropolitan Police had informed us that if any of the messages had broken a law, which it turns out they hadn't, there could be a criminal penalty up to and including a custodial sentence. Now, I know we have a lot of silly little lefties listening to this podcast looking for mistakes or whatever, but let tell you that... Uh, hang on, Martin, I'll start that again. Can you edit this? Let me tell you, we don't make mistakes here at Nonsensored because we care too much about journalism. Anyway, if you could stop tweeting at me about this, that would be great. You can, however, tweet us or email us questions, corrections and contributions to our crowdsourced Donald Trump erotic thriller set in the steamy world of golf, Any Holes A Goal, by emailing nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. We've got a Time for Questions episode scheduled in two weeks, so do get writing. But on to this week's show, and we'll start with Ishan Akbar, who came in to talk about the week of confusion surrounding the BBC's Hugh Edwards. Hello, Ishan Akbar. How are we? Hello, Harriet. Uh, we is very well, thank you very much. How is too? 
Well, I am very excited about this week's hot and spicy takeaway of the week because there's been a lot going on, Ishan, and sometimes when one needs to make sense of things, one needs Ishan Akbar. You're absolutely right, and I am here mm-hmm. to offer some calm amongst the storm of the last week. You may well have seen that the Sir Asterixon newspaper... The washi? The Sir... Sasterixson. I think I think Ishan's putting in asterisk. Well, asterisk. Not asterisk is the um, is small animated Viking, isn't he? Oh Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, asterisk. So so, so blocking out the the name of a a well known uh, red top Murdoch owned newspaper. There, I think it's very good of you. Actually, you say times. No, no, not that one. That's um, the opposite of the moon. The and not sun. The, the sun. Uh, well, okay, well, that's the just, sun. Okay. That's opposite to the moon. That yeah, is opposite work. to the moon. Yes, I know that because I went to school. Yes. So that newspaper uh, made some quite um, sensational claims over the week that a BBC presenter had been sending inappropriate messages and whatnot to some young mm-hmm. person. Now, it has been revealed who that person is. A certain her asterisk were. Oh, dear, this is going now, to get very Ishan, tedious. Now, I do appreciate you. Um, I feel like you're doing me a favour here by not um, alleging anything that could cause libel. Um, but yes. it is going to make it quite difficult to hold a conversation if you keep on putting asterisks, asterisks or asterisks in, inside your words. So maybe just say the words and we'll bleep out the ones that we think might be uh, defamatory. Okay. Hugh Edwards, the white top Welsh newsreader, had been saying, is his wife Vicky Flind or Flind? I don't know how to say her surname. Just uh, put an asterisk in it. She has said that Hugh Edwards has been suffering from mental health issues for a little while, is currently in hospital and is the person at the centre of this storm. It has also been revealed that some colleagues from Newsnight have said that he had sent them inappropriate messages with some X's on the end. And so Hugh Edwards is in a lot of trouble. Now, the hot and spicy takeaway is this. The Sun were absolutely right. Mm, Yes. This is the thing. We don't want the red tops to do some of the nefarious things that they do, but they, they took this claim, they published this claim... They got the rumour mill going and they were right. Yes, I think we have to specify. They weren't right about the claim, but they were right to put the claim out there. I mean, yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're right. Yes, you can be right about putting a claim out there, but not about the claim itself. Yes. Yes. Are we all going to be held accountable for the things we say? Yeah. I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. It hinges on some pretty dubious territory. I mean, the, the idea that they said that there could be jail time for this, uh, as it was at the time, uh, unspecified person. I mean, there could be a lot of things. Uh, it, it's a strange, strange um, cover to hide behind, I feel. Yeah, but if they hadn't put the claim out there, Harry's absolutely right. They hadn't put the claim out there. Wouldn't wouldn't discovered respectively who where where the issue is, and so it's so and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made a very good story. Yeah, absolutely. What what would the story be then? Troubled man has troubled private life. Boring. No, I don't want to read that in my papers. Yes, and there's the thing is the nefarious schemes that a lot of these red tops use 
I think they're fine to do it. Mm. Hack the phones. Yes. Get the records. Yes. We need to know what people are up to. These yes, people are we being do. paid public money. Therefore, if you are a public servant, mm. every bit of your activity needs to be known by the public. That's how it works. Uh, well, no. Well, what's what's what do you mean by public? Do you, do you mean just sort? You mean BBC presenters? Anyone that's a journalist, perhaps they're they're working in the public interest. Um, yes. No. No. If you're setting up, say, a Threads account or an Instagram account, and the option you choose is public profile or presenter. Anything beginning. You can with, find yeah. me on Harriet Langley Swindon is right. Oh, that's on Threads and Instagram and uh, not yet Twitter. So if if your category is public facing, and people mm-hmm. can hear your voice, people outside of your immediate family hear your voice, they see you on screen, or we can find you on say a Spotify podcast platform, then your private matters need to be visible to the world. Uh, st- steady on, Ishad. I know. I that's no. Come on now. I don't think what? that's fair. That's some I scary territory. For a I lot think, of people. I think we have a right to a private life. We have a right for our private life to be respected. May I just say respectfully, Harriet? Mm. The way you're wanting privacy makes mm. you sound a bit like a paedophile. Okay, right. What? So you put the asterisks in earlier, but now we have that. I'd like to just establish there are no. This is this is a pedo free zone. Why why are we already? Why no, are we already in the pedo section? I look. That's not fair, Ishan. That is not true. Just because my cousin Kenny is a pedophile doesn't mean I am too. Well, no, but perhaps. But whatever happened with Kenny happened with Kenny. But because you're in the public eye, you shouldn't be so nervous. You've got nothing to hide. What? got nothing to hide. Read my texts. Read my mail. I've got nothing to hide. Neither do you, Harriet. You've had no extra marital affairs. Well, you're not. Um, well, well, uh, well, um, well, it depends how you define, you know, well, uh, it's, do you know what? None of your business, actually. Actually, Ishan. Yes. Also, Ishan, I do have to agree here, although, I mean, I'd be happy to volunteer certain elements of my life. I mean, you, you've made me read some of your texts in the past and they made me feel very uncomfortable. It would just be a blank page of nothingness. Well, no, it's, it's, uh, it's an empty page of opportunity. That's, that's what You're... my life is. That's why I have very few texts, so I keep my inbox available for um you actually you reply know. to those Domino's pizza offers don't you well yes i say thank you for alerting me um i'll consider it in future what best wishes to you and life. yours and then i sometimes okay. send them christmas greetings as well but i mean i don't know see... what's to know about producer martin's life yeah i think the public aren't interested in his life the public are interested in yours harriet and perhaps they, no, they don't need to know about mine i i let the public know what's important about me all right, I let them know. But the BBC, it's different because BBC, they have to be impartial. And that goes for their lives too. But you're, we're, we're impartial, aren't we? Oh, well, I well, mean, we, we try. We I, I try to keep us impartial, yes. Well, we tell the truth. We tell the truth. Well, and this is it. And you should tell the truth about your life. No, I, no, I shouldn't. So why do no you... No one needs to... 
No one needs to know about Derek and Diana. No one. Right. This has become very specific. I feel that um, we are in a situation here, uh, which Ishan has very well brought up, that it's one rule for very well um, brought up. Thank you. the BBC and another rule for um, the rest of um, the entire press, it would seem. Yes. I mean, when yeah. one man is having a mental health crisis, uh, they seem to be shouting out, hang him, send him to prison, when he hasn't actually, it seems, committed any kind of criminal offence. Um, and on the other hand, when people are hacking phones and, and, and doing all sorts, we're told that, oh, no, well, that's just their private life. Leave them to it. It's not a criminal offence, though, is it? Hacking it's onto a phone. Yeah, I had an ex. I hacked into her phone a couple of times. That's how I found out she was cheating on me. Oh, Ishan. Ishan. She left her phone and I just unlocked it because I knew the code. Wow. Wow. Three months. Well, she- is she a famous figure? Because we could take her down. Yes, she is. Claudia Winkleman. Okay. Well, once again, yeah, asterisks could be could have been deployed there because I think that's... Well, Claudia, if you're listening, you should be very afraid. Especially, just goes to show, doesn't you, another BBC employee okay. doing something illegal like cheating on Ishan Akbar. This, no, this that's is hearsay and uh, I think I'll probably... Uh, delete this from at least the podcast No, I think it's show, all right. But... I think we've got to put it out there. We've got to put out the truth for the people. Thank you. And Sorry, if it's Claudia. later not the truth, then that's not our problem. Yes. If it's in fact it's Claudia's. Yes. And maybe as, her husband's. Yeah. As Harriet said, there's nothing more we put the claim out there. Mm. In fact that should be encouraged. Put it all out there. But I'm claiming Claudia Winkleman cheated okay. on me. Okay. No, let's leave the Winkelmans alone. Non-censored they, exclusive. They've got such lovely faces and hair, so and, and great personalities too. I mean, if anything, Why don't Claudia, you write an article about that, Owen Jones? Right, we're going after Owen as well. Why don't you post a video online, Afsaka? Yes. Let's take them all down. Ishan Akbar, thank you. She broke my heart. Now, if you keep up with the news, you'll know that the United Kingdom's current Prime Minister is Rishi Sunak. But did you know that that wasn't always the case? Yes, it's true. Before Rishi Sunak, there was another Prime Minister called Liz Truss. And we mention this because not everyone seems to remember this. Not least our next guest, former Prime Minister Liz Truss. Let's take a listen. Liz, absolutely great to get you back in the show. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Harriet. And I can't help but notice you've brought a little friend with you to say hello to you, Martin. Uh, yes, hello, um, uh, Liz. How, how are you doing? Good, good to have you back on. Ooh, that's a bit of a personal question, Martin. Maybe we should discuss this over drinks and dinner or the other way around. I don't mind. Well, I don't think that's necessary, but it's very kind of you to to offer. Um. He's, <clears throat> yes, Liz, it's absolutely wonderful to have you on. And Thank you. Great, because we're here today to talk about Liz Truss's growth commission by Liz Truss. It sounds yes. very exciting. Please tell us what to expect. With Liz Truss's growth commission by Liz Truss, 47 and 11 months, you can expect 
Plans for the future. A fresh new outlook. Economy. Economy. Which works written down because the end of the second economy is M-E, me. Uh, in right. Liz We Liz. Brilliant. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. Now, Liz, there has been a few naysayers about your commission. No. Because they're saying that you're perhaps not the best person to advise on the economy, seeing as you, you spaffed it all up the wall when you were briefly prime minister. Of where? Of the uh, UK. Of, yeah. Is that... No. Are you thinking of Watchdog and Alice Beer? Because that happens. No. Uh, no, Liz Truss. I, I do believe, I mean, I'm sort of questioning now my own brain, but I, I do believe you, you were briefly Prime Minister after Boris Johnson. No, he was Prime Minister. Right. right. OK, so we're not going to get anywhere with that. But... What would you say to these naysayers who might suggest for things that happened in the past that you perhaps are not the best person to advise on economic growth in the country? What has happened in the past happened under previous leaders of the party, the Conservative Party. I would be part right. of a new government and I would say to those people, a new government would be nice, wouldn't it? Time for a change. By Liz Truss. Yes. Martin, would you like to go for drinks with the future Prime Minister? Right. Um, uh, well, we've got two things happening here, I feel. Um, one is uh, a lovely offer of drinks, and I, I do enjoy drinks with uh, with anyone that's uh, got something interesting See you to there. Say. So thank you see, for that. See you there, right. yes. The other issue, it seems, is that... Um, I feel like Scylla Black... No, I mean, oh, I'm very much I'm married. But con I'm contestant number two and you chose me from... The, yeah, I, I they, haven't, they had three, didn't they? I don't think I've they? chosen... They had three and then the, they you'd did, be behind Liz, yeah. the screen and you'd pick number two you'd, for their great you, ideas. Hey, and Martin, well, I, Martin uh, G GDP yes. stands for Get It Up. I mean, that doesn't... G GDP. GDP. Right. Well, well so I have a question for number two, <laughs> which is... That's um, me. Yes, uh, the second Prime Minister yes. coming so up. So you have previously been associated, of course, with uh, Kwasi Kwarteng. Um, some mm. might remember that uh, collaboration very well, indeed. Um, my question to you, mm, number yeah. two, is... Uh, why would your new economic policies be any different from those that you uh, put into uh, I into process with quasi quarting, which had a pretty um, a pretty seismic effect on the UK and global economy? I don't know what Alice Beer got up to, but let me tell you this: true capitalism has never truly been tried. Why don't we go for it? My new slogan for my economic growth is just do it with capitalism. All of capitalism, let's do it, I'm, just do it. Well, I mean, which bits haven't been tried yet? Doing it all at the same time with no taxes. Mm, that is very convincing. You've heard of low taxes, now imagine yes. no taxes. That's a slogan, get it oh, up. Oh, that's very good, Liz. That's Thank very you. good. I wrote I mean, it. I'm, 
sort of convinced by that. And maybe we do see, need something new. I, I feel we've had these men, haven't we? We've had Rishi and Boris. Why yes. not? Have Why a, not try someone new? Someone new, someone we haven't had before. Yes, me, Liz Trust. I'm sad. I'm starting to think, Liz, maybe the the idea that you were Prime Minister, I mean, maybe that was just a dream no, I had. I do, I do have to stop you there, Harriet. I mean, there was, uh, you, you know, we did we did have Liz Truss uh, as our Prime Minister. Um, do you remember the Queen died? And she sort of, she was partly maybe, um, what? you know, in, in charge of that. And then she tanked the economy. Mm. Sorry, no offence, Liz. Uh, then she was unfavourably compared to a lettuce. I believe there was a live stream. Anything ringing any bells at all? I think, Martin, you have... Basically, if you tried to suggest that as a plot for the thick of it 15 years ago, you'd be laughed out of the office for being too silly. So it obviously didn't happen. Also, uh, Martin, I, it sounds to me like what you're saying... It sounds to me like a dream, especially the lettuce bit. Well, mm, it's I a mean, bit psychedelic. Maybe we all had the same dream. I, I, but I mean, there's still an impact on the mortgages uh, for most people in the UK. Maybe so. this is a collective dream. Can I tell you what I'm getting from this? Yes, Liz. Martin's been dreaming about me. Oh, okay. That's not where I was. I mean, mm, there is that. If, there if is it was that. a dream, then it's one of those sort of Freddy Krueger uh, fever dreams that it has real life implications, and um, we're I, all I a love lot danger, worse Martin. off for it. Martin, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think it's something the woke left and the blob would do. What is put psychedelics in our drinks and make us dream about Liz Truss being prime minister and it's buffing up the whole economy. I mean, we've got a strange merging of... Because I... No, but no, but listen, Martin. Listen, hear me out. Liz, we've just heard her come up with some very, very persuasive slogans. Now, would a woman with convincing slogans like that about the economy really implode it? I don't think so. It doesn't Obviously add up to not. me. It doesn't add up. That would be a terrible thing to do. Yes. If she'd really sort of cost the UK loads of money, would she really then try and relaunch herself as an economic mind with economic plans. No, okay. it's just too crazy. What about... Be sensible, Martin. Be sensible, Martin. Do you remember the weird little curtsy? You must remember that. You, you met the Queen, she died, and then, and, and then you met the King, didn't you? I can't wait to meet the King and Queen when I am Prime Minister. Oh, well, how wonderful. I think we've really learnt a lot today. Liz... Best of luck with your plan. I hope you defeat the blob. I hope you get the economy growing. And I hope to see you as our next Prime Minister soon. Thank you. In Liz we Liz. In Liz we Liz. And Martin, we both need to stop eating cheese before we go to bed. Oh, cheese. Mm -hmm. British cheese. Not a bad oh, idea. Oh, no, I forgot. We've set her off about cheese. I love cheese. Brit you always remind British me not to do that. cheese. Che eat it up. Well, All the good British cheeses. Yes. Cheddar. Red Leicester, Stilton, Camembert, all the best ones. Brie. Right, maybe we should talk about something else like pork instead. Don't oh, start with the pork. Thank you. In Liz we Liz, pork me up.
Finally, we have exciting news from the world of publishing. Well, we have news from the world of publishing. Well, I mean, I'm excited. Oh, I'm sure you are. You and all the other easily pleased people who scour supermarket bargain book bins. But anyway, the news is that Nadine Dorries has a new book coming out and we spoke to her about it. Here, let's take a listen. Nadine, how is life treating you with your own little show that very few people watch? Well, Harriet... That's a whole 5,000 viewers more than watch your show, which is audio only. That's what radio is. That's culture. OK, well, thank you for that. Now, there's many things to talk to you about because there's a lot of people that are rather cross with you, Nadine. Hmm. But before we get on to that, which I have to say I can't wait to talk about, you have got a bit of your book that you want to share with our listeners. Yes, you can all get involved because I am releasing the bombshell book of the century. It's called The Plot. And you could say that I've lost the plot because of how angry I am at how Boris Johnson, the People's Prime Minister, has been treated. And you can read all about it in my book from September 28th, three days before the Conservative Party conference. Looking forward to it, Rishi. I know I am. Well, that's great. So what should your your um, readers be expecting from this book? A political assassination detailed in detail across many chapters. We'll find out how many when it comes out because I'm in the process of writing the one and only draft. Wow, there's, so it doesn't, just need, it doesn't need edit, editing. One draft. The chief speaks for itself, Michael. Martin, but sure, OK. Uh, well, very, very excited to read it. I think we'll probably... Um, you know, I'm going to probably have to do that at some point to know what you said. I'll come back and read it aloud. Do you have anything you can read us yet, Nadine, or is it too early to reveal anything? I'm not revealing anything on your show when I've got my own show to reveal to literally tens of viewers. OK, well, that's a bit selfish, isn't it? If the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't make any sense. So, Nadine, you've got your book. You're very busy. You're also Still an MP, apparently. <laughs> exactly. I, no, there's no apparently about it, so I definitely am. I'm not going anywhere, bitch. Wow, right. OK. Well, okay. you haven't been in Parliament very much, have you? I can't be in Parliament all the time, actually, Harriet, because I've been very busy writing a book which will blow your socks off. That is... That does make sense. Um, mm. Nadine, of course, you, as an MP, uh, do represent the, the people of... Uh, is Mid-Bedfordshire... Um, How do they feel about your um, current allocation of time? Because you've been in the papers quite a lot recently um, trying to get to the bottom of this um, peerage debacle. Uh, Is that something that they're pro or do they have other concerns perhaps about, you know, taxes? Oh, Michael, believe me. Michael, let me tell you, I have been a loyal servant to the people of my constituents of... And let me tell you, they have been banging on my office door whenever I'm doing a clinic to ask about why, Nadine, why, why, why have you been denied a peerage? It's all we're interested in. It's all they care about. I am talking hypnotically, of course, because I cannot possibly be in my office right now. I have booked rights. Excuse me. Right. I mean, producer Martin does make some good points about your constituents because... They see a lot of things going on. You've got your book, uh, you've mm. got your TV show, and mm-hmm. you've got this nonsense about the peerage. 
Now... It's not nonsense if it's real. Okay, well, Nadine, in, in a very, very unusual move, they don't do this for anyone, Nadine, Simon Case has reported you to the Speaker of bad behaviour. Let me tell you a little bit about Simon Case. He's just devastated that mm-hmm. he didn't get to investigate Partygate, a complete non-story that he was very much involved with, and that's why he wasn't allowed to investigate it. He's always had it in for me because I threw the best parties and guess who was never invited? Simon Case. Because you know what? He was a crap judge on The X Factor and he's crap at being investigating Partygate a non-story. I think they're different people. Um... Chris has got talent, only if you come around my house, (laughs) because I've got talent, that's what I'm saying. Nadine, you've been accused of trying to interfere in the honour system. By who? You sent, um, well, by Simon Case, apparently you sent a forceful message suggesting that you be added to Liz Truss's resignation honours list. And, excuse me, what's wrong with that? I backed her all the way until I didn't. It's just, well... I mean, how many honours lists are you going to insist that you go on, Nadine? As many as I like. How long is going to go on for? Well, listen, I'll tell you how many. How many prime ministers before the end of this regime? I'll insist that I'm added to every single honours list of all of them. How about that? Stick that up your arse, Simon Case. OK. Some more colourful language going on there, Nadine. Do remember that uh, we have broadcasting standards here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I suppose... The question is, do you think Rishi would pop you on the list? Is that something he's likely to do? You haven't been very doing? nice about him, Nadine. Well, I can easily write a letter because I'll probably have my book out by the time he's gone, so I'll have lots of time to write a letter. I don't have anything else going on. Now, Nadine, because I'm a proper broadcaster and yeah. I do my research and I don't sure. just fanny around on my own show without any proper research. I do other things as well. I also uh, am on Twitter. I'm also impartial. So even though the case against you is quite strong, it would be amiss of me not to mention that you have had your supporters. The Times reported that a friend of yours said, and I quote, it is complete nonsense. She was probably upset on the day at the way she had been treated, but she's not aggressive. She has been very badly served. Yes, and... Who's your friend, Nadine? My, that's a, her, her name is Dadeen Norris. We're very good friends. We go way back. Right. And another thing that Dadeen said was that I was extremely attractive and some might say more than Carrie. Dadeen said that. Dadeen really that. is well, one oh. of those unusual names that you don't hear enough these days. So is Michael. Uh, uh, it's a pretty common, I think, Christian name, um, but... A nice well, actually, one. We should establish that his name's Martin and not Michael, uh, well, Nadine. Maybe if he had a more normal name that we all knew, like Dadeen, I'd remember his name. Hmm. So it's a bit it's... suspicious, isn't it, I think, when they have anonymous friends in papers. <gasps> oh, Harriet, you didn't even recognise what having friends is and that's why you're having a go at me, just for being really good friends with Dadeen. Well, no, it's good to mention, isn't it, Nadine, that you've got some friends, I guess, in some quarters. But I have lots of friends, actually. I have lots of friends. Humble brag. Martin's my friend. Uh, am I? I Yes. Oh, well, thank, thank, thank you, Harriet. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd always assumed that, you know, I mean, we're, we're family, really. Um, but, yeah, shut uh, up, Martin. Right, yes, no, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's interesting what you said about Dadeen also saying that you're very attractive because the Times yes. clearly didn't think that was worth reporting on. Oh, well, let me tell you something about the Times. Uh, do you know who Robert Peston's partner is? Yes, I, I think so. It's some, Mrs. I don't know. 
Mrs. Times. You could call her Mrs. Times, right? Mm. The day before Boris Johnson's first ever conference, she printed Mm -hmm. a story that Boris Johnson had touched on a leg, something he would never, ever do. Well, Nadine, it's funny you say that because you tweeted this recently about Robert Peston and that was because Mm. he pointed out that your book is being published on the eve of Sunak's first and massively important party conference as PM. I hope he's excited, because I know I am. Maybe I'll be there, maybe I won't. One thing's for sure, I've always got the option of crossing the floor and joining Labour, who, as we know, would welcome me with open arms these days. <laughs> right, OK, well, Nadine, that'd that's... be random. Um, that's It'd be so random, wouldn't a... it, if I did that? Don't you think? I... Nadine, don't threaten to join the Marxists, it's... Nadine. Well... I can do it if I want. I be... No, listen, Nadine, I know we've had our me. differences, but you can't... Just out of spite. I know you're out of control right now and you're going through some dark I've times. I've lost the you plot. Can't, you have lost the plot. And I mm. don't think you should do anything rash like joining the communists under Keir Starmer. I could do it. And everyone would say, oh my God, I can't believe Nadine did that. And the Labour Party would be like, yeah, girl boss, girl boss. I mean, but I think we should leave we the We do love a girl there. boss. Nadine, I want you to know that they would never make you culture secretary. I can't believe you would say that at the end of an interview when you know everybody loved what I did as culture secretary. Media, culture, digital and sport. I was all four things. Who even knows what media is? Not me, never found out. And that's what makes me so relatable. Well, thanks, Nadine. I hope you come back on the show soon. I will, and I'll tell you all about the plot. Lovely. Goodbye, Michael. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, follow the out-of-context, non-censored Twitter account and keep those questions and erotic thriller contributions coming to nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Suze Kempner, Suze Kempner and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more Non-Censored. 